Hey there, friend. I'm thrilled that you've decided to join me each week here on the podcast as I read through the Inventory Genius book. Now, if you're anything like me, you're going to put these principles into practice so much more quickly if you highlight, underline, and put dates beside each actionable step. So if you haven't grabbed your paper copy of the Inventory Genius book yet, I want to encourage you to head on over to sierrastockland.com and grab your copy. I'm so excited to sign it and drop it in the mail for you. I want you to have that paper copy in front of you as you listen each week to each chapter I read. This way, as things stand out to you, as you have questions, as you have thoughts, and as you decide to take action, you can highlight, underline, and follow along in the paper copy as you listen to me read each chapter. So head on over to sierrastockland.com, grab your copy, I'll sign it, and I'll drop it in the mail. Now back to the podcast. Hey friend, welcome to the Inventory Genius Podcast, where we work together here to make you an inventory genius. We talk about profit, we talk about cash flow, and we definitely talk about your paycheck. Because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. Let's go. As I sat in the back room of my flagship store, surrounded by boxes of inventory, crying again, I looked down at what was on my desk and I had an epiphany. It was so profound that I had the wherewithal to pull out my phone and snap a picture. This picture shows a bottle of Tums, a crumpled up tissue, and the logo of a brand I had grown to despise. A third generation entrepreneur, I was never content with the thought of going to college, hammering out a four-year degree, and sitting in a cubicle working for someone else. In fact, I was so underwhelmed with the idea of picking my career that I didn't even know what I wanted to do once my high school chapter closed. I had started a small theater business in my freshman year of high school, and by the age of 18, the natural path for me was to forget about college altogether and focus on my entrepreneurial dream. The acting company had grown from a backyard idea to a full-blown business, focusing on impacting kids from grade school to college kids who were homeschooled, kids who were both privately and publicly educated. Fast forward a few years, I was married with a little one as well as another on the way, and my ever-adventurous spirit was calling me to a new business venture. So I closed the theater studio, sold out the seats for the last production, and decided to try my hand at retail. Say hello to spring of 2006. I remember the excitement and anticipation of opening my own store. As most of you likely did, I wrote out a plan, discussed it with my family and friends, created a logo, and picked out the colors of my brand, because after all, that's what matters, right? The location, the front of the sign, the colors of the hangers in the store, that's the fun work, and the work that we all think will make us big. I knew nothing about retail. I had no formulas or spreadsheets. I didn't know what open to buy was. Financials? Those were for bankers. Cost of goods sold? Never heard of it. I did, however, know how to sell. I understood how to be my own PR firm, how to tell my story, and how to treat my employees. These things were taught to me during the long hours of my father's and grandfather's window business during my elementary and teenage years. The value of hard work, the ability to connect with clients, and the skill of looking for opportunities everywhere were bred into me. 
However, the foundations of business focus on what matters, the ability to deal with conflict and create structure were either never shown or I simply never chose to pay attention. My high-end inventory maternity and baby boutique took off with a bang. In fact, it started off so successful that a few short months later, I was presented with an opportunity to open a second retail concept right next door. I jumped on board. My designer outlet store, Mode, taught me my first lessons in consumer behavior and product pricing. While my high-end boutique followed the more traditional retail flow of going to market, merchandising with style, the designer outlet concept offered me the opportunity to buy in bulk and sell to the masses. In the fall of 2007, customers began to ask if franchising the concept was an option. Note the word franchise. I promise, I'll get back to the tissues and tums. I figured, why not franchise? Saying yes to opportunity hadn't failed me yet. I could figure it out. I could grow the brand in locations around the country without having to hire a team or be on the hook for dozens of leases. So we combined the two retail concepts into one. I wrote an operations manual, set up a little warehouse in the back room, hired a team, and franchised the brand. Now, this book isn't about franchising, and it isn't even really about my journey. This book is about the hard work I was doing in my brand instead of the right work I should have been doing to become an inventory genius. Let's fast forward through many years, many dollars, many headaches to that day at the desk in the back room. Scaling the business without the right foundation meant scaling the problems and the expenses right alongside the revenue. Between the launch of the new concept and the bottle of Tums were so many amazing wins. A seven-figure business, a prestige of going to the White House on behalf of small business owners, gaining a seat at the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, receiving awards and accolades, and a sparkly exterior. But behind the scenes, I began to feel stuck. Scaling up the business without the right foundation meant scaling up the problems and the expenses right alongside the revenue. A lack of understanding of what the financials were saying meant a balance sheet that was out of control and that was creating more and more risk for my family. Most importantly, the impact of not realizing from day one that inventory was my secret weapon, that inventory and how I managed it would make or break the business as well as my sanity continued to compound until the franchisees were all gone, we filed for bankruptcy, and I was sitting in the back room in tears after liquidating every last pair of jeans and earrings. If only I had understood the power of inventory, that it had power to write a paycheck, to eliminate debt, and to drive the right customers through the doors. Some parts of our story are written for us. Some circumstances are beyond our control, but we have to own our story as well. And I knew that. So what had gone wrong? How was it even possible that after over a decade of growing and expanding this amazing business, I had paid a team of 12 and had never taken a consistent paycheck myself? How was it possible that after giving everything, after doing all the work, I was going to turn my keys in, drive home with nothing to show for it other than an ulcer and a dumpster full of worthless files and obsolete supplies? 
The season that followed gave me time to reflect and truly ponder what I had missed in the first go-round. I knew it wasn't for lack of trying. I had never been afraid to seek counsel or ask advice or to put in the effort. Yes, I had gone into franchising completely unaware of how the process could change a brand, but there was more. What if I could rewind to when I said yes to franchising in the first place? What if instead of jumping into the shiny opportunity for growth and expansion, I had understood that what showed up on the bottom line was a thousand times more important than that number at the top? What if I had thought about the number at the very bottom and had been truly curious about what drove it to increase? What if I had looked around my beautiful store and my massive warehouse and thought about my inventory as cash on hangers and cash in boxes? I would have realized that every one of those hanging and sitting dollar bills could grow more cash and deliver even more to that bottom line number. What if I had realized I could control that bottom line growth without multiple locations, a team, and so many liabilities on the balance sheet? What if I had never franchised at all? What ifs are futile? There's no point in wishing to rewrite the past unless we use those what ifs to create our genius. We must own our mistakes and dig deeper into how to do it better the next time around. After losing it all, I had a choice. I could sit on the couch with my bottle of Tums and my box of tissues, growing bitter and resentful, or I could give myself a little time to mourn what could have been, and then I could get up and do it again, this time differently. I could take the what-ifs and turn them into here's how, build a new inventory-based business with an entirely different perspective, one that focused on profit instead of sales. One that chose to look at my inventory as the counterpoint to my success instead of the opportunity to just buy and sell pretty things. One that wrote me a consistent paycheck every month. I chose the latter, and you can too. Let's use my what ifs to prompt you to begin to rewrite your story before you end up on the couch with your own bottle of Tums. Let's talk through how the inventory genius method can breathe life into your product-based business. Hey friend, thank you so much for tuning in today to the Inventory Genius Podcast. If there's something that you heard today on the podcast episode and you wanna dig deeper into becoming an inventory genius yourself, I wanna invite you to head on over to my website, sierrastockland.com, where I have multiple ways that you and I can work together on your inventory. I want to help you with your profit, your cash flow, and your paycheck because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. So head on over to the website, connect with me, I'll work with you soon. See you then. Hey there, friend. Chances are if you're listening to the Inventory Genius Podcast, it's because, well, you really want to become an inventory genius. If that's you, then let's stop just listening. Let's stop just collecting information. Let's start doing I want to invite you to grab your copy of the Inventory Genius book. I wrote this book with you in mind. It delivers bite-sized actionable steps that will help you use your inventory to create more profit and keep more cash in your business. This is a really easy to read book. In fact, I designed it specifically for the busy inventory-based business owner. It only takes about two hours to make your way through and you're going to leave with practical bite-sized steps so you can start implementing the principles of the Inventory Genius Method immediately. Head on over to sierrastockland.com 
where you can grab your ebook, your Audible version, or the printed copy. Enjoy!